Why are there so many songs about rainbows? There's actually not. And and what's on the other side? I know it's just like, like one seven song. songs it's about like... rainbows. <laughs> the lovers, the dreamers, and pretty much all of indie music is based off of that song. <laughs> <laughs> National is just that song. Elliot Smith is just that song. There's only one that's about what's on the other side of the rainbow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the one. Um, s- s- somewhere around where the rainbow ends yeah something like that near the end of it but past it the rainbow imagery in the movie is a little like incomplete i feel like also what is time in this movie Let's get started. Okay, we should start. We should start. <laughs> we should, you know, we should. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse, and we are the Dad Fathers coming at you with some big Muppet energy. Woohoo! I would even say for this, like big Muppet, small Muppet, medium Muppet, all Muppets. Just Muppet energy. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. All Muppet, Muppet energy is is big, even if they're small. Even if they're small. The smallest Muppet has the biggest energy. Oh. I wish that we were doing an episode that involved Rizzo, because then I would be like, yes, Rizzo has more energy than most Muppets do. (laughs) Fair, fair. If I have to pick Muppets for all of us, Vito, you're Rizzo. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Jesse, who am I? Uh, you're Fozzie. Yeah, you're a thousand percent Fozzie. I've always wanted to be Fozzie. I was watching both the Great Muppet Caper... And then the new Muppet movie, and then this old Muppet movie. By the way, we're covering, this is the Muppet movie from 1979, directed by James Frawley. But I was watching it, I was trying to think, like, who Jesse is. And Jesse, I wonder if you agree with me on this, Mike. I think Jesse's gonzo. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Jesse's gonzo. He's got that <laughs> nose. You can't really tell what kind of animal he is. Maybe a vulture? They're pretty yeah. unclear. <laughs> They're like, what is he? I don't know. Maybe like a turkey. <laughs> well, you find out later he's an alien who's been left on Earth for whatever reason. Yes. And that's in Muppets in, from Space, right? And then do they ever explain why it is that he loves chickens so much or is a plumber? Uh, I don't think so. It's just, I mean, it's just a fact. <laughs> okay. So talking about this movie as it's kind of actually hard to talk about it as quote unquote a movie because this isn't one that we really want to kind of tear apart at all this is more just like an appreciation pod i think oh yeah yeah we're here to talk this movie but also kind of just muppets in general i mean i'm really interested in learning what your guys's thoughts are on the ethics of muppet land but i guess we can go past that for now i, I would like to <laughs> we'll, we'll table that because yeah there's get really messy very very quickly <laughs> especially with like jack jack the muppet in this yeah you know I, is is he an indentured servant? Is he being paid? He seems pretty desperate to get out from underneath this used car salesman. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's the, it's very unclear. Hold on, he does on. Jack's not his name. Jack Job. Jack Jack Job. That's right. Jack Job. So he what ident- is that Muppet's name? So he identifies then his identity with his purpose. It's no, 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 no. He doesn't. Everyone else does. What's I don't know his name. Sweetums. Sweetums, that's Sweetums. right. Oh, Sweetums? I don't know this Muppet at all, but I know exactly what he looks like. I just yeah. assumed his name was Jack. I he guess shows up and that, stuff. That's my bad. So he's a, according to Wikipedia, he's a very large, imposing, and hairy ogre, about nine mm. feet tall. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That's there what I saw when I watched 
this movie. <laughs> the Muppets from from or the Muppet movie from 1979 is right. the one that we're talking about. Yeah. To be clear. Yeah, just yeah, want to yeah. make sure but that we're, we're going to be jumping that. around. Yeah, we're for sure. I mean, so this there, is, there's a bunch of movies. Uh, this is the Muppet movie. There was also the Muppets released in 2011. And then there's been like, I think nine other movies or something like that, or eight, eight movies total. Eight, like eight theatrically released movies, yeah. like the Muppet canon. Yeah. The eight, Muppet well, EU. <laughs> sort of canon. What, what is the Muppet canon? <laughs> I don't Has Disney done exactly. away with anything yet? <laughs> I, I wonder if this is going to be like Disney, right? At, event, at a certain point, the Muppet fanatics will rise and say there's an extended universe. And then there's going to be the Muppet purists who say it's only when Jim Henson was around. I don't really know where I fall in that because I think I've seen them all, but I'm not sure because I couldn't name them. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> where there's like intense Reddit debates about which Muppet movie you can count. <laughs> <laughs> although actually at the same time i kind of do want to live in that world i mean there's intense debates about a lot of stuff i'd rather rather it be that than the many things well okay yeah. then in the great muppet caper fozzy and kermit are twins right yes so how would you possibly explain that combined with the muppet movie and the muppets take manhattan when all the muppets knew each other in college it's really difficult it's i think i think in the great muppet caper i think we're more supposed to see that this is like this is a movie, and then the actors who play the Muppets in the other Muppet movies. It's it's a movie in a movie. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because they it's, show the picture. It's a real statement about the the state of Hollywood, probably. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. So kind of Kind of like what we, what uh, what this what this specific the Muppet movie from 1979 does for movies, where it turns them inside out and upside down. Like where, where there's a moment where they have to Doctor Teeth and his band have to figure out where Kermit and them are all are when their car breaks down. Yeah, and they finally find him. Like, how did you find us? Like, oh, we just read it in the script. <laughs> they see it. Like, oh yeah, it's there. Kind of like that uh, with mocking itself. We we as a podcast are mocking ourselves here because like we're making these half hearted efforts to dig at something and then going, <laughs> ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just I just wanted to finish that quote because what he says is he pulls out the script and says, Look it says right here, exterior desert. I knew exactly where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are, and we're talking as a podcast. This is our final episode for our series on Hollywood, movies about movies. Movies about movies. And I think it's very appropriate that we're kind of closing at least this series on this kind of movie with a Muppet movie. Not only just this original one, but kind of all of them, because they all dig into movies as constructs. Kind of, that's their main joke. And almost all of it is like, isn't it funny? This is a movie. I mean, like the great Muppet caper opens with a song that says, Hey, it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, it's kind of fun because we've had, we've had a very serious, intense sunset Boulevard. We've had uh, also intense, at least thematically and theatrically once upon a time in Hollywood. And then a very light and breezy movie, La La Land that we made very not light and very not breezy by talking about it for two hours. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we did good work there to be clear, but this one, it says something about Hollywood. And I think it's, it's very, very sincere and very sweet and earnest, but there's still a little trace of cynicism here, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. From the get-go. I mean, from the get-go even. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which is horrible. There's no gecko, but it's he's in a, a swamp. He's a frog. Yeah, I know. I know he's. It's in a swamp. It was Hermit a really frog. bad joke. Um, <laughs> no, and this. I mean, like the whole reason he gets started is because an agent wants to make money off of him. You know, like that's uh, it's fun. It's true. It's a fun little dig at everything. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, and that, of course, that agent we have to mention is the first of many amazing cameos in this movie. It's it's Dom DeLuise, very very talented uh, comedian and voice actor who. Even if people don't know his face, especially, you know, looking back in this movie, you know, 30, 40 years after it comes out, um, you forget that he, he worked a lot with Burt Reynolds back in the day. Whoa. Uh, he's in, he worked a lot with, um, with Mel Brooks, with uh, Blazing Saddles and Silent Movie. He's just in a ton. And you might recognize his voice from a lot of his work um, American Tale. He's in um, Oliver and Company, All Dogs Go to Heaven, American Tale 2. Like, he, he's just been around a lot, worked a lot with Don Bluth. Okay. Um, so it's the first of these many cameos. And I like to sign up as we proceed through the movie, just shout them out as we get to them. So movie opens. And I think this is my favorite scene, guys. I think Rainbow Connection is my favorite scene. Just because this song. Oh, it's such a beautiful song. It, it's such a lovely, lovely singing. It, it moves me. It moves yeah. me deeply. This is, this is a, a, like a, a song for every kid that ever wanted to create something, ever wanted to make something, ever wanted to be something. And it, it seems almost too adult, right, for it to be in this movie. Not adult as in mature, but just it's talking about really big ideas. I mean, the, the lovers, the dreamers and me, that sounds like something off of, off of Broadway. Yeah. Right? Like that's uh, like I haven't watched this movie in years and, and we just watched it this week with the, with the family, which was a blast. And when the song opens up, I'm like, wait. I know this song. This song is from like a serious musical. That's hilarious that they're like, that they started off the movie with this. And I thought, Oh no, this is, this is a legit song that was written for this movie that mm-hmm. was striking. Yeah. Yeah. That man, ever since I heard that song, even leading up to me knowing I'm going to watch a movie, that song has been stuck in my head like all week. <laughs> like, I can't get it out. <laughs> yeah, that was a super nostalgic scene to to hear that come on over again. Man, brought back all the feels. Right. Yeah. What What else made you nostalgic, Jesse? What What is your nostalgia for the Muppets at, at large, dude? At large, I I grew up with the Muppets. Yeah, like I grew up with some of their movies. I wasn't. Uh, we didn't really watch the show very much, but there was a few movies that we had on VHS or DVD, namely like Muppets from Space. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is the first Muppet movie I even remember. And then uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. That was another staple. And then throughout the years, we rented all of them from Blockbuster. So I've seen all the Muppet movies. And I saw the two more recent ones in theaters. And I still love them all. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these movies in years. So to see these guys like on screen again, it's just so much fun. Um, I even watched them with my daughter. And uh, she got like halfway through, then she had to go to bed. So she came back the next day and we started at the beginning. And, and when the movie opened up, she said, where are all the friends? Right. <laughs> um, I was like, well, they're, they're going to show up, but that's what, that's what's so great about them up. It's just all of these like friendly, colorful people all coming together uh, and just having a great, a great time with each other. Just genuinely enjoying each other's company and everybody knowing exactly where they fit together in this weird little Muppet family they have. I love it. Still love it. Nice. How, How about you, Mike? Yeah. Um, I grew up, I grew up with the Muppets in, in Sesame street. So Jim Henson was a, a big part of my life. It, it wasn't, he wasn't as huge a part of my life as some people's. Cause 
we didn't watch that much TV. Um, we didn't watch the Muppet Show for sure. We watched some of Sesame Street, but the Muppets movies were were ones that you know every once in a while we we'd see them, and they were they were amazing. I, the one that I remember the most was Muppet Treasure Island, mm-hmm. which is one of I think it was the second movie that I saw where my my mom like cried her eye like laughed till she cried, um, <laughs> which was just an amazing thing for me to see because. You know, my mom's my mom's was my mom like she was a serious lady and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, wait, she's got a really good sense of humor, too. Yeah. The same <laughs> sense of humor as me, which is obviously really good. This is fun. I wouldn't do your mother that disservice. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to do that really quick in my head. Screw you. <laughs> I am offended. <laughs> she's a lovely lady. Um, yes. But so, yeah, you know, like. Jesse, I mean, coming back and seeing them all together, seeing all of these friends kind of join together and from all of their weird backgrounds and with all of their colorful characters is just a uh, ball. It's a blast. What about you, Vito? Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, grew up with the Muppet movies and the Sesame Street TV show. We, we were talking a little bit before we started recording how we all kind of have this same thing, like where we all had a big attachment to the Muppet movie. Muppet movies, not as much to the show. We, I did watch the show a little bit growing up, but it just wasn't, it wasn't exactly my parents' speed, I guess. Um, they thought it was funny, but the it's quite cheeky. And there's a joke in it. I remember it was one of the last times we all watched the Muppet show as a family was there was a, a ballerina that was on and she's doing this, this wonderful routine. It's actually really beautiful. And when it's over, it cuts to the two old men hecklers up in the balcony. And one of them says, uh, I sure like to get close to her, but I'm too close to something else. The other man says, what? And he goes, 90. (laughs) I remember that joke so well because my parents were were kind of like, their eyebrows went up. And they had that look. Yes. They like heads turned. Why are we showing this to our kids? (laughs) But then we we still watch the, the movies quite a bit, especially this one. This old one, uh, was the one I've seen the most. It's the sweetest, I think. It's the most sincere and uh, it's just a beautiful movie about about what everyone's saying here, about dreams, about coming together, about community of artists. It, it's really beautiful and very sweet and simple. Uh, I watched it also with my daughter and she yeah, she really loved it. In fact, she loved it so much that we watched two more Muppet movies this week uh, <laughs> and she liked them all. Her review of this movie was um, she thought it was very nice. There was lots of singing. She liked the old one. And when we asked her, she said, Kermit, Kermit the Frog. And Kermit the Frog is the old one, I guess. Maybe because he seems like the most like adult. That. Yeah. Uh, and then she said her He's favorite, got an old soul. He does. He's the, the one way an he's, artist does. He's very like concerned with the actual way they're going to do stuff. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, oh, we'll just do whatever. And he's the one that's going, well, we actually need to have a plan, guys. Like we need to, we need to move this along. Uh, but her favorite song, <laughs> speaking of moving along, is... Moving right along. That that's her favorite one. That's the one when it comes on, she's she starts bouncing up and down on the couch and and she lists she likes to listen to it a lot. That's um, awesome. So it's a full hearted recommendation from my daughter. <laughs> um Yeah. I mean basically same from from mine. Like she loves the movie now. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that like we tried so many different things with my daughter trying to get her to like watch movies that we've seen that have just not landed. And so to have this one land, to have the Muppets land for her, not, and I don't think it was this movie. It's the concept. It's the concept of all these Muppet friends that she loves. I I love that. I love the fact that we can finally bond over that. Yeah. 
it's it's nice to hear too, just from our end, because yeah. I, we've been around you and your and your family, and have seen the struggle, you know, to get to get your kids into a movie, and it's it, it feels like a small victory like as a podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did she go running out of the room, Jesse, or did she stay in? <laughs> she stayed there. Yeah. She never ran. Uh, she even sat on the couch, which is big for her, because what she does is she like gets a chair for herself and plants it next to the couch so she can leave at any given moment that she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> she actually sat on the couch for it and was disappointed that she had to go to bed because she was missing out on the movie. Aww. And she kept on sneaking out for the next like half an hour saying she was going to the bathroom. But tr- really, she like look over and see what was going on on the screen. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to the bathroom. Oh, is the bathroom out here in the hallway where you can see the TV? Or is it behind you down that corridor? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have these memories, but from like her side, you yeah. know, <laughs> yes. being, being the kid sneaking out of the room to see what mom and dad were watching. I, at least I, I mean, we have to, I have to hand it to Jesse's daughter here. At least she's um, above board enough to announce that she's out. Because <laughs> yeah. I never announced I was oh, yeah. out. I just snuck out. <laughs> I never announced it. I, her doors are so loud. We always know when she leaves. She has these big barn doors for her room. So we always know as soon as she comes out. <laughs> that's right behind the TV. <laughs> so sneaking with like air quotes. She thinks she's sneaking, but she's not really. I think she even knows there's no way she can actually sneak. <laughs> it's impossible. So she just announces it, which is the next best thing, honestly. I'm coming out to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> to go to the bathroom. Well, so I guess we've all kind of indirectly answered whether or not we're going to show this, but are you pointing at yourself? Mm -hmm. I didn't talk about my kids at all. I kind of wondered why you hadn't. Jesse, my my kids are are kind of like yours or or my older daughter is because she she'll also like do the thing where she runs out of the room. It's kind of I, I think for her, it's almost like a sort of performative sort of expression of her appreciation of something in a way like I, I don't really it's not exactly fear. Um, she's not afraid, but she's like, I, I have to do this because this is what I do. I, I, don't, I don't really know. We've, we've tried to figure it out. But again, like she didn't run out once. She was just completely enthralled by this movie. But the last like 30 minutes, it was hilarious. I think she was very tired. She was like sitting kind of curled in the corner of the couch watching it. And she just had this bemused sort of dumbstruck face she was like i have no idea what's going on none of this makes any sense i thought i knew what this was about but now we're talking about a script i don't know what scripts are and like how does it tell people where to go i want a script i think oh and like there's like a showdown that happens and then animal gets really big animal gets huge (laughs) and so you know I, i asked them both when uh, when the movie was over, you know, if they liked it and say, yeah, it was so much fun. And um, I asked who their favorite character was. And they both immediately at the same time said animal because he goes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I loved animal as a kid. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah he was always one of my favorites. Animal was the best. Yeah. I don't know I, why. I, There's not much to him. Oh, I mean, I, I do. I, I learned a lot from Animal, uh, and now I, I even before this movie, I would chase my wife around the house, going "Woman." <laughs> Ooh, all right, I mean, isn't that basically like how how you guys ended up together? Yeah, you just chased around saying well, "woman" until she said "fine." Well, I ate I ate a lot of drywall. <laughs> that pillows. was number one. And pillows, and pillows, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So we, we've been talking a lot about our kids, but I did want to ask you guys, do you have any distinct memories when you were kids, like favorite jokes or favorite characters from this movie? I don't know if I have like distinct memories of this movie, but I, I do remember that my favorite character was always Beaker. Beaker was my favorite character. Oh. He's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, you can't really say anything. He's always shocked. Yeah. You know? Usually being shocked. Usually like, being Usually shocked. being electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah, he was just the best. He was he was my favorite. I was uh yeah, definitely drawn to him. Nice. My my mom's my mom's favorite was Swedish Chef. Okay. My mom loved Swedish <laughs> Chef. Swedish Chef is she, great. She would be in there just cooking. And then it also got combined with Soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Uh, and she would kind of do both sometimes. <laughs> she would say, she would be like, and one of us would try and like sneak a taste. We would go, no soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I identified, I think, the most with uh, with Kermit when I was a kid. Yeah. Kermit, Kermit was my guy. Kermit was my favorite. I just, I loved everything about Kermit. Couldn't get enough of him. And I still can't. I, I still love him. I think he's still an incredible character. And I like that he has been kind of changed as time has gone on. Like the new Muppet movie really dug into Kermit as somebody. And I really liked that. It, it was, it actually talked, you get a sense of who Kermit is from this movie, but as the years go on, you know, he becomes a little bit of a pastiche, right? He becomes a little bit, a little bit general, a little vague. And I like how in late recent years, he's kind of come into focus and you see that he's kind of a, he's a little bit of a prideful guy. He's, he has an idea, he has a vision, he has a, a, a journey he wants everyone to go with him on. But it's clear he he wants control. He's a director, right? I mean, he's supposed to be in a lot of ways Jim Henson, and I, I just really appreciated that. It's I didn't know that you could put so much character inside of a hand puppet, and hmm. it's it's kind of amazing, especially the way that Jim Henson plays him. Like his his very small little emotions really come across in this movie. Just just the subtle manipulation of four fingers and a thumb. Yeah, it's incredible. You, you get, there's so much happening on the this blank piece of fabric. <laughs> yeah. Like Kermit has facial expressions and it's Constantly. not like, yeah, it's not like the puppet is always changing. It's just the way he's configuring them, the way he shakes the puppet, like Kermit genuinely feels like a person on screen and not just a piece of like felt on a hand. It's amazing. I don't like as an adult, that kind of blows my mind that we can have a character like that who's popular and, and me understand why it's like, okay, I, I totally get this. I totally get why this character has lasted throughout the years. And he's just, he's also charismatic. How on earth is a puppet charismatic? This doesn't and, make any sense. And, and also he's, he's charismatic without being loud, right? He's, he's charismatic because he's earnest and has a vision and, and has respect for people. You know, it, it's, it's a real charisma. Uh, it's not like, it's not someone flashy or showy like Mank. Right. It's not that he gets drunk at parties and can talk. No, it's just it's it's someone that believes wholeheartedly in what they're doing and that they are the right person to do it. Like and there's this this marriage of character and vision that happens inside of him that I think is what really speaks to that humanity. So is is Kermit your guy, too, Jesse? Uh, I mean, he's always a protagonist, so you always have to go for Kermit to some degree. So like then and now he's always been like he's, he's my boy, you know, I always love him. <laughs> It's my boy. Uh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I was a little kid, I think I remember being obsessed with Ralph for like <laughs> no reason. I don't know what my little kid brain was thinking. Ralph is okay. He's, he's a great character. He's a I great character. Ralph. He's great. But like of all the Muppets, I'm not sure why my little brain fixated on him. 
Maybe it's because he took himself out on walks. I don't know. That, that's my <laughs> wife's favorite joke of the whole movie. He's like, you know, I, sometimes I go home, have a couple beers, take myself for a walk, and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just that he had a couple beers and is like, well, time to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I love the image. Even as a kid, I was just like, "Is he carrying the leash? How does this work? <laughs> does he does he bring his own like poop bag with him? <laughs> does he poop on the ground and then pick it up, or does he poop in the bag? Right? Oh, like, that's so awkward. And like, why do you have to go on a walk to do that I if know. you can do it yourself? You know. <laughs> oh, that's why that. it's a great joke. That's why it's a great joke, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, good. Mike, what was your favorite joke in the movie? Um, I think uh, patriotism lives in the heart of the American bear. That's that's my favorite. That's my favorite line. I think in the whole movie um, of many favorite lines. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what, what what was yours? Is is yours the the beer joke? The beard going for a walk joke? Uh, no. I mean that is a that is an excellent one. Um, my I think my favorite one as a kid and even now it's when they're at the bar and Fozzie says drinks on the house. And for whatever reason, everybody <laughs> in the room disappears. And then they all go on the roof and they're like, oh, I heard there were drinks on the house. There are no drinks up here. <laughs> and, so, and it's a joke that keeps giving, too, because it's like it's funnier now in a way because we know that that's a phrase that means something. It means that, like, the house is paying for the drinks. But, like, as a kid, it's funny because they go on top of the house. Like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. You're also laughing at your kids because they don't get it. Yeah. It's great. It's like it's it's just this <laughs> whirly gig of hilarity. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think my I think my favorite one is as a kid. Like I got a lot of the jokes, and I didn't get a lot of the jokes, and and I kind of felt a little bit out of the movie at certain times. Like I remember never really liking when they find Doctor Teeth in the in the Electric Mayhem because oh, I didn't yeah. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, and that song wow. um, can't can, can you picture that? that? Yeah. It's not a song I liked as a kid. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. And now as an adult, I'm more into the not only the song, but also the jokes in that scene. Cause I get them, but as a kid, I remember being really bored, but now it's the, I have two. And one is the myth joke where <laughs> every, <laughs> joke. <laughs> every time they say, they say myth, it, it sounds like the lisped miss. And then Carol Kane shows up. Also, I love Carol Kane and she's so funny. And I just like that. She like went out by the, by the, the billboard. And yeah. they say, let's just a myth. And she's like, yes. yes. <laughs> just like that one little cameo. Yes. And then also the, the Harry Krishna joke. Oh yeah. Really, really, really funny. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm lost. Have you tried Harry Krishna? <laughs> no. <laughs> and oh, he, well, and even the... Kermit doesn't like it. He goes, yeah, it's a running gag. Yeah. <laughs> What what's um what's the uh what do they say at the the chapel like we're gonna fix it up and turn it into a, a like a lucrative coffee shop yeah it's yeah. like a, an economically sustainable coffee shop yes I just butchered a really funny line I feel bad I feel really <laughs> bad about myself I'm do, sorry do you need another do you need another go no I'm not even gonna take it I'm not even gonna look it up are you sure I'm, I'm just gonna go sit in the corner <laughs> <laughs> should I keep that in or should I take that out do do with it what you will man. <laughs> I really wish you'd do it now. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. I got it like, it's going to take five minutes. Okay, wait, there's another really funny church joke when it says interior church day, Fozzie. They don't look like Presbyterians to me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like that the, ch- the sign out in front of the church says, have you tried Harry Krishna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and also when <laughs> they, they paint the Studebaker, 
and then they drive out. <laughs> and they're immediately recognized. Because <laughs> it's a bear and a frog. Because <laughs> it's a bear and a frog in a Studebaker. But then but then they go and hide by like driving up next to the to the, the billboard. The billboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like that there's like this whole sequence where they elaborately paint it and like, thank you so much. And Kermit's like, yeah, I don't know what we're thanking you for, but like thank you, I guess. <laughs> they leave it or immediately. Wait, wait. The quote. The quote is like uh, Fozzie says, I don't know how we could ever thank you. And then Kermit says, I don't know why we never thank you. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Well, well here, bring, bring it in, going back to the fact that we are recording a podcast episode. <laughs> um, so is this, is this something we'd show to our kids? Absolutely. 100%. And oh, the yeah. win is, is now. Now yeah. is win. Now. Now or earlier. And forever after. Like, mm-hmm. for, and for always. Yeah. Yeah, the Muppets works for all ages. It really because does. It's got adult jokes that fly over the kids' heads and adults love. You get to understand them as a teenager and you get the cheekiness, so you will love it then. Yeah, I've always loved the Muppets for that. Yeah, it's 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 subversive and meta, but also very on its face and and real. And oh, I think yeah. that's just a, such a hard, like, either you're like Dan Harmon and every joke that you make is about how this is a joke that you're making and how this is a TV show and everything's a TV show and everything's about movies and it all feeds back into itself constantly. Or you make something straight up and to do both at the same time is wonderful. How, how could you do? How, how, how is that even possible? And yeah, all ages. Only with Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. You need hand puppets. Hand puppets. <laughs> you need monster puppets. So we've answered that. And I guess, what about favorite scenes? Like, what, what's a favorite location that they go to? Do you guys have one? Should I start while you think of one? I mean, well, for me, it's the bar. I love the bar. The, the El Slizo. The El Slizo. <laughs> and then the guy oh, gets thrown cameo? out. Okay, there's the, the guy that gets thrown out is James Coburn. James Coburn, Ooh. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's yeah. like, what a terrible place that is. I'm like, why don't you complain to the owner? He's I am the owner. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh. And then there's there's Madeline Kahn, uh, who you might remember as Lily von Stupp in Blazing Saddles. Oh. She's tired of playing the game. Oh. <laughs> and then that's when the first appearance of the myth joke comes in, too. It is. And uh, there's Telly Savalas, who's kind of known as... Just a tough guy. He's been around for a long time. He's on Kojak. Just a big, a big early Hollywood player or 60s, 70s Hollywood player. Carol Kane, who we mentioned, great comedian. And then Paul Williams, who is the writer of Rainbow Connection, is the piano player. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's also, he's, he's the writer of a lot of things. Um, and it's kind of weird that he's a songwriter because he's also an actor. Yeah. He's, he's in a lot of the stuff that his music appears in, which is kind of fun. Okay. So he's known for Rainbow Connection from this movie and then Evergreen from uh, A Star is Born, the one with Barbara Streisand. But I, I love him a lot because of uh, Smokey and the Bandit and also because he was the he was the the phantom. Well, not, not the phantom. He's the villain in Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise, which I hope one day in season 15 of Not Just Brothers movies, we can cover that one. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I've never even heard of this. It's okay, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that, 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 that's a veto movie. Awesome. And then I, I love that one. What else? What else do you love about El Slizo, Jesse? I mean, yeah, the myth joke, the the owner joke. Honestly, all my favorite jokes are in there because uh, that's when Fozzie does the. Oh, and then Fozzie comes out. It's his introduction, right? <laughs> it's his interminable. Blow. Oh, it's bad. He just keeps on saying waka waka over and over again. Nothing <laughs> is waka waka. <laughs> he, he, 
he says it so many times it becomes really annoying and then and then he tries to crack like one solid joke and that is there was there was a sailor so fat and then a, a sailor a really fat sailor he like he cracks a bottle and waves it and falls he's like how fat was he <laughs> <laughs> and both he's just like he was so fat that nobody said anything mean about him everybody loved him <laughs> uh man yeah that's that's the only reason that that scene is so great it's just like they have a bunch of really solid jokes over and over and over again yeah yeah I, i'm here for the comedy mainly for the muppets and that that had the best comedy what, what about you um i think like i i would say all of the driving it's yeah. just fun. Like that was the most, that's the most dad I get is like when I'm watching a movie and like people are driving around, it's in, in the movie. It's usually somewhere in Southern California that I have spent time driving. Sure. And so I'm like, Oh, Hey, I know that that's, you know, that's the Malibu Hills or like, Hey, that's uh it's PCH or, or, Oh, I think that's Salinas. Um, and uh, I make vast claims about things that I know very little about. <laughs> and it's really fun it's, it's a very it's a really fun time um so like watching it now kind of that but that's kind of a cop-out because that's just most of the movie well i mean there, there's there's several there's the moving right along sequence yeah and that's split up in like two, two parts kind of right yeah. and then there is the sequence with gonzo then there's the sequence where they're driving, they go to the car lot, and yeah. there's the sequence where they take I, the new car and get broken down in the desert. I, I meant all of those all together. <laughs> well, I know, and they're all really good yeah. scenes. So, so is there, is there I, one you prefer? I, I think that if I were to pick one specific scene, I'd say actually it's none of those. It's the scene when they go when Miss Piggy and uh, and Kermit have dinner, and she goes to talk to her agent, doesn't come back, and then uh, Kermit and Rolf sing. Did you like, recognize I love that, that waiter? Scene. You know, I feel like I've seen him somewhere. Um, but, you know, the guy that I remember, he's had white hair for my entire life. And this this man had, had gray hair. He had, yeah, it was not fully it was white. Like, it was like salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so it couldn't have been Steve Martin. Could it, it couldn't have been. It yeah. couldn't have been. But it definitely was. <laughs> but it definitely was. <laughs> As he served them um, the Muscatel from Idaho. It was 83 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Idaho wine. <laughs> I love when he pops it. He's like, would you like to smell the cap, sir? (laughs) Yes, yes, very good. And then he's like, would you like to taste it? And Miss Piggy leans over and just goes, I think he's supposed to taste it. (laughs) And he does. And he he like hacks up a lung trying to spit it out. So good. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, Steve Martin is my favorite cameo in this because he's such an asshole for like no reason. Other than the fact that he's just an asshole. And he's wearing shorts. Of all things, yeah, with- yeah, his shorts are amazing. His, like, they're they're like leader hosen, right? Yeah. Like they're so high up on him, and his legs are so hairy. But they're like they're like jean shorts, though. They're not leader hosen. They're, they're like leader hosen. I, I think they're green. I yeah, think they're, they're green. green. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Maybe it's just my TV. <laughs> Let me come over and calibrate your color settings at some point. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it myself, but but I know how much you'd love to. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Do you have any drains that need unclogged? I Probably. Can do that too. <laughs> Probably. Anytime you want to come over and, and clear my drains, we're welcome to. I walked right into that one. <laughs> I, uh, I have to agree with you. That is also my favorite scene. But I, I oh really? It is my. But I, I like the second Sorry. half of that. Oh okay, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the song. Um, I hope something better comes along. It's so with great. Wolf. 
That's so much fun. Because I like that it's it. They're talking about you can't live with them. You can't live without them. And they're talking about how difficult it is living with the opposite sex. And they're like, I wish that there was something like that that wasn't that, but was better, <laughs> you know? And they can't envision what that would be. Yeah. But they just hope that it's going to come along at some point. Like, <laughs> like something quite like, but quite entirely unlike a member of the opposite sex would be great. Thank you. <laughs> and it's just hilarious that this is for children. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was just cracking me up. My kids are like, oh, this is a fun song. And I don't know. Yeah. It's cracking me up. Yeah, it is. It is a fun song for any kid. It yeah. is because it, because it, it sounds good and they understand that because they're, they're kind of mad too. If they're a little bit older and can put themselves in the shoes of the characters, they're kind of mad that Miss Piggy just disappeared as well. Cause things seem to be kind of romantic and they seem to be working out for everyone. So it's understandable from that point of view. And it's kind of funny that he's, you know, drinking his sorrows away with this dog bartender pianist. <laughs> um, yeah. Big, big fan of that whole big fan of that whole bit but also i, I do want to give a, a special shout out to the final sequence which yeah. actually feels a lot like the final sequence like it feels like it i can't really tell why maybe you guys can help me it feels a lot like the final sequence in la la land yeah because it's this huge meta breakdown of the movie but it also serves as a conclusion where it kind of goes back over everything that's happened and it's, but it's literally being shown as a film set where they're putting up all these props and decorations and everything. And then they go to film it and then it all like explodes and falls apart. But instead of it falling apart and that being a bad thing, it seems to be an explosion of creativity and opening onto another world. And then there's that zoom out where every Muppet in existence is shown all being puppeted at once. Yeah. And that, that was just a real, a real jaw dropper for me uh, that all of them were there. There was a huge casting call that went out. They needed, and they basically said every puppeteer West of the Rockies showed up on this day to do this shoot. It was like a six foot deep, like 70 foot long trench that they had where they had like 45 people in there. Just, just puppeting everybody. Tim Burton was there. John Landis was there. A ton of people. That's awesome. Uh, and that that to me just feels like a real it just feels like a uh, an emotional uh, Yosemite. Uh, sorry, an emotional. Uh, what's the one? Geyser, geyser. Old faithful. Emotional old faithful. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> huh. It's an emotional rock. It's just like it's an emotional Mariana Trench. It's an emotional Mariana Trench. Or it, it's just maybe deep. an emotional. And there's monsters in it. Is that, Ocean? Is that what you're going for? I, I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking of things. It's just an emotional like, Amazon rainforest. It's an emotional Amazon. <laughs> I think nature metaphors are clearly the best. <laughs> just an emotional Great Wall of China. Wow. It's an emotional ocean. No, no. The Great Wall of China is a natural. It's just an incredible emotional Eiffel Tower. Huh. Interesting. It was an emotional... Um, Colossus of Rhodes, yes. no longer existing. Our, uh, we wish we could see it. Emotional <laughs> <laughs> hanging gardens of Babylon. Oh my gosh, those hanging gardens of Babylon were very emotional. Oh no, but what I was going to say, yes, was that I also felt like it was similar to the end of La La Land, like going through all of the things that they'd done before. It was kind of like a, a, any sort of musical, um, sort of classical musical, kind of has that scene where it breaks down the whatever wall fourth wall 
Yeah. Um, that's the one we exist behind. That's right? the one that we're behind. Yeah. Sometimes I'm behind the sixth. I don't know. Um, <laughs> only an interstellar. Only emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've just broke you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. It breaks down that wall. You're like, oh, this is a thing that's put together and kind of turns it into that play sort of structure where it's like a Rodgers and Hammerstein production or something. But it did like it was kind of cool because they're like the whole movie is kind of making those sorts of plays where it's like, oh, it's kind of like this. Oh, it's kind of like that. And here it has this. But then the the soundstage or whatever, like breaks and the rainbow floods in through mm-hmm. the hole. Um, and they're at the end of the rainbow. Yep. It's like, this they is the pot, this is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is the friends that we made along the way. It was themselves all along. <laughs> them, themselves all along. <laughs> and like, then just kind of bringing together all of the other Muppets from like, like you guys said, like it felt like um, the expansion of, of the world of Muppets at the end. Like, Oh, there's all these other stories out there because there's all these other characters. That's so cool. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what, what do you yeah. think, Jesse? Yeah, I, I do get the La La Land comparison. Uh, it's like Mike was saying, it is like just a classic musical sort of thing. But also like, you know, I know what it was in particular. It was, you know, there's that part in La La Land where they're on, where they're in like a stage and there's like all those props that are set up and they're doing the same exact thing. It's actually visually very much like La La Land or maybe the other way around. That, that, that's, um, that's what I mean. Cause I remember you pointed out specifically that there was in the last episode on La La Land, you pointed out specifically, like you could see earlier on a different set that they were getting ready for this. And like, it was, it was in the cards all along. Yeah. And here they are actually like putting together this movie of their lives. Yeah. It was super similar and going over the whole thing. Like you're saying, yeah, I totally get it. Um, Check out the movie set. Wait, okay. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you just say Chekhov's movie gun? No, Chekhov's movie set. Chekhov's movie set. I love that. Chekhov's movie set. If you see a movie set, at the beginning of the movie, it has to show up at the end of the third. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. lot. You don't abide by it. Hollywood police are going to come and throw you in Hollywood jail. All right. So, so going forward, I want listeners to hold us to this. Okay. If a movie set appears in in the opening act of a movie. And it is not brought up in the third act. It is in violation of Chekhov's movie set. Sure. I'll, I'll stick to that, man. Stick to it. I like that. That's fun. That's new. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. <laughs> How often? That doesn't happen often. That really only know. happens in musicals or really weird meta films. Oh, no. We'll have to see. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to it. We'll have to see. I'm going to stick to it. Sticking to my guns here. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm backing you. Yeah. Okay. We're like, um, yeah, we'll run out like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Jesse, you're like the Federales. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to ask you guys, if you had to recast previous movies that we've done on this podcast, all as Muppets, what, <laughs> what picks do you have? <laughs> okay. Real quick, real quick. I took this question as not only Muppets, but also some Sesame Street characters. Oh, yeah. That makes Is a that okay? Easier. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. They count as Muppets. Do you, do you have one to start us out, or do you? Who wants to go first? I mean, clearly Spider-Man. That could be Scooter as Peter Parker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could have... What's her face? What's what's the Dr. Tooth or Dr. Teeth band members? Isn't it? Isn't it like Julianne? Julianne? 
something like that. I don't know her name. No, I saw it. I saw it in the subtitles that, but it's something Janice. It's Janice. 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 Yeah. So we'd have Janice as Mary Jane and she would just make the most nonchalant (laughs) Mary Jane ever. Like, okay, Uh, you know, totally. (laughs) Okay. Like I'm being kidnapped right now. I really hope (laughs) Spider-Man comes and saves me. And then of course you would have, you would have Gonzo as a green goblin. Yeah. Oh, I think yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> You'd be so oh, happy God. to fly around on it. Uh, so <laughs> that's my first pick is Spider-Man with those three. I love it. What do you guys, Mike? Um, the, <laughs> I, I did it for the Trial of Chicago 7. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a pretty straight play. Um, obviously, Eddie Redmayne or, or Tom, Tom, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne's character, Tom Hayden, is definitely Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Abby Hoffman, played by Sasha Baron Cohen, is definitely Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> I've like never been on trial for my thoughts before, man. <laughs> uh, Jerry Rubin, uh, played by Jeremy Strong, is uh, definitely. I, I was thinking probably Fozzie Bear for him. Um, it's not quite a straight play. But, you stand know. down, stand down, waka waka, waka waka. <laughs> And then um, Mark Rylance uh, playing William Kunstler is Rolf the dog, um, of course. <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> the judge is Beaker. <laughs> that's as far as I got. That's great. Oh, that's so great. I love it. Like, like I think a straightforward casting would be to do like Sam the Eagle as the judge. Yeah, but yeah. Beaker's inspired. Beaker's better like because that. like he can't judge, say anything, and the judge doesn't say anything worthwhile. He says nothing worthwhile. Yeah. Like he may as well have just all been like. I did uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, and I just did. Uh, I want Burton Ernie. Yeah, as, as DiCaprio and Pitt. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be. Like I don't want to say I want to see that, but I kind of do. <laughs> and then I wanted, I wanted, um, I wanted Big Bird as Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted that. I just, I'm just picturing her like in the scene when she's watching her own movie, and I just see huge Big Bird like with his feet up <laughs> on the chair in front of him. <laughs> How about the scene where where she's dancing? <laughs> That's Big right. Bird, like. <laughs> Like it's the 70s. I'm, I'm picturing everyone else is still a human and they're talking about like her being engaged to Roman Polanski and like she is engaged to her <laughs> oh that's so good I'm glad that one worked I'm glad that was Al, Al Pacino would be Rizzo that's right yes <laughs> Nina, 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 face in the pale moonlight. How you doing? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I want to see oh, that movie. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> I, want to see it. I only did that one because I didn't want to. I didn't want to go down our, our twelve angry men <laughs> know, <yeah. laughs> like like hole. But uh, I, did you guys have any others that you felt you felt deeply about? I was only the only other thing I thought was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Bert and Ernie. But oh, um, good. I'm glad you thought. But, it yeah, I thought it. But, all right, off off podcast. We had mentioned briefly a Twelve Angry Men episode <laughs> <laughs> where, where we just cast the Muppets and their characters uh, with with of course Animal. Animal would be juror number eight. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Not guilty. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I, I really like potential that. There. There's, there's a lot. I think there's also like, there's been a big meme thing happening, like recast the whole, like recast one role as a Muppet and the rest of the movie stays the same. But actually, while I think that's funny, it's just the one joke over and over again, right? That it's a Muppet saying these things. But I think when you have multiple Muppets interacting with multiple people, I think that works even better. Like that's actually a better meme than just one. Because like Spider-Man, but with Scooter. It's like, okay, but every time Scooter's on screen, we're like, ha, 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 it's a Muppet. And when you do multiple Muppets, it gets funnier because they bring over their personalities. Like, I, yeah, ju- just with Scooter, I don't even think that that's a great one. But with Janice in there as well, yes, she makes that, oh, she wouldn't ever scream and Gonzo just fits too well. I'm just trying to picture a fight scene between Scooter and Gonzo. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I mean, I can picture it. It's not really like, they're not doing a good job of fighting, but they are angry. I, he, he would be I, hanging off of Gonzo's glider most of the time. I that's think. what it would Gonzo mostly would be. And yeah. Gonzo would just be like, would be like, let me fly. Like, let me go! <laughs> Mike, do you have any more? What movies have we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. If we had to do Sunset Boulevard right now. Miss Piggy's clearly Norma Desmond. Oh, I was thinking that she was mad. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I think I think it's actually that one is is that pretty straight up. Yeah. I, I think, and also I think Sam the Eagle would be Max. Right. Yeah, or else um, the Count. Count. Yeah, count, count the Count. Count the Count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one dead monkey. If, if we're one doing the extended universe. The dead monkey. <laughs> we're doing the extended Muppet universe, which includes Sesame Street, yes. or vice versa, the extended Sesame well, Street universe. Or uh, or the the doctor who what's his name? What's the doctor's name? Doctor oh. Doctor Bunsen Honeydew. He, he he. I mean, he looks more like Max. And yeah, he's creepy. Yeah, like a nice Kermit guy. being the main character. I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, wait, is there any movie that you guys can think of at all where the Swedish Chef could possibly be in it? Because the more I try to think of anything that he's in, I I can't do it. He's always the, my number two choice for any role. <laughs> He's always the number two choice. Like anytime you can have that nonsensical manic energy into a, into anything, I want that energy. But then it, it always turns into what is funnier. Do you want a regular comedy where one person is always saying nonsense? Or do you want a really serious movie where one person is always saying nonsense? Like imagine Sunset Boulevard, but instead of Kermit, it's the Swedish chef and everyone else is the same, like, but it's the one joke over and over. But I think there, the joke is really funny. It's just like, it's like, it's like, now are you happy? Now are you going to be with me? And it's just, <laughs> don't go. I love you. I love you. Please stay. <laughs> what about it? Chapter one. Chef is it. There we go. <laughs> That's terrifying. I don't want to see that movie. Are you going to bite off a kid's arm and bake it in the store? <laughs> He's got like it's just him in the sewer drain, just like waving a knife around. <laughs> Down here we all float. Herdy, dirty, herdy, herdy, herdy. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'll end it here. I don't have more maybe just to talk about the concept and why we love the Muppets for just a second. And part of the reason is, is it's not just because, you know, they're a group of friends and they have their own movies. It's because 
we know all these characters so well that we actually know them enough to cast them in other movies. And I can't think of other cartoon characters where I can even do this with. It's not that they're even cartoons. They're just, they're just kids characters that I'm so attached to, but they have such depth that I can actually put them other places. And I think that's really cool. I just can't think of any other series I can do that with. Well, I, I kind of wonder if that's sort of due to the nature of what these movies do. They're all meta. They all are, joking around with the fact that like these are puppets and like there's this thing called actors who make these things called movies um, and they're people. And so you have this relationship to them. That's like very much to them as people, I think just because that's what these do. They're, they're meta. They're the first like meta kids thing that you encounter, which is weird. And it's kind of awesome that kids immediately gravitate towards it. They're just like, Oh, this is good. It's weird. Like most most of the time when I see like a meta movie where it's like, oh, this is about the nature of storytelling or like time. I think about my my adult friends and I'm like, ah, I don't know if they'll be that interested in this or something like that. But but here this is extremely meta. And I show this to everybody. Everyone agrees. This is amazing. This is hilarious. Yeah, I'd, I'd have a movie night with this when I was <laughs> yeah. six. And when I'm 26 and when I'm 36. How about when you're 64? Yeah, always. I would always have a movie night with this because anytime you'd be like, hey, you want to come and watch a movie? We're going to watch The Muppets. People will be like, great idea. That's kind of fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Just watch like three Muppet movies. (laughs) (laughs) Can you picture that? So I think unless we have anything else, I think we should just wrap it up. So Jesse, getting to the final question. uh, Is this a dad movie and why? Drumsticks, drum. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I was channeling my um, Waka Waka. Yeah, it's a dad movie. Uh, it's a dad movie, a thousand percent. It's a dad movie because I get to say jokes like that as a dad, and it makes me more dad because of it. Uh, it's a dad movie because I get to show this with my with my kids for the first time. Like we really connect with some characters on screen, and for that alone, I want to classify this as a dad movie. Absolutely. Resounding victory, Mike. Oh my gosh, yes. Totally agree. Um, from the fact that it's a road trip movie, which I consider a dad movie always, um, <laughs> to the fact that it's amazing um, and hilarious. And it's like hilarious in the way that that I find things funny. You know, it's like a very, I don't know, it's slapstick and whatnot. Like it's, it's a dad movie for sure. Um, and it also has like this kind of essential story that's that's really wonderful that, you know, it's about the lovers, the dreamers, and me, and finding your dreams, going to seek them, and uniting with other people who who have them, and, and get, gaining support from one another, um, and also kind of requesting that support uh, and expecting that support, which I think you know those are all just really good messages uh, that it it kind of kind of gives wrapped up in this really fun package of hilarity. What about you, Vito? Yeah, I couldn't say it. Couldn't say it any better myself. Yeah, it's a dad movie for all those reasons you two mentioned. Like it's. It's beautiful and it's wonderful. It takes me back to my childhood. And I hope that as my as my children get older, they will look back on it with the same kind of affection. Yeah, for all those reasons and more. Dad movie, thousand percent. In the bank vault, it goes in the hall of fame, it hangs. And that actually concludes this episode. And it also concludes our, our Hollywood series. You know, boom, 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 boom. 
<laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Although now we should be doing the Disney theme instead of the Fox theme. Makes more sense. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep them straight. I guess the only safe one to do would be the Warner Brothers theme. Uh, anyway, but <laughs> uh, so it's it's been it's been fun doing this one with you guys. This one was this one was tough. You know, we we keep doing series that we get really excited for and then we find out that they're really hard to do <laughs> and we keep doing harder and harder things uh this one was really hard and i was really happy to do it with you guys though i thought that, that we made some really good episodes and thought that we had some very insightful things and at times stupid things myself there very much in in the group of people that said stupid things but i'm glad we did both yeah man i'm glad we had things to say uh that's that's the thing i'd be most worried about if we didn't have anything to say about the muppets movie we must be just like brain dead or something absolutely i'm happy we could record an hour about an hour worth of muppets that's beautiful yeah and i'm glad that we were able to do this whole series as well this was fun looking forward to our next series we have a couple of uh little surprises in the bag maybe some one-off episodes and uh we'll be getting to some listener requests here very very soon Listener um, requests. Very excited to show those with you guys. So uh, if you have any listener requests as well, uh, please email us, get us on Facebook, get us on Twitter, get us on Reddit, comment on our Podbean, give us a, send us an, an email at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. And uh, just let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to cover. Really want to hear from you. We, we appreciate those who do write us and we get back to you as soon as we can. And yeah, other than that, Jesse? No, sorry. I'm just doing hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's doing, Jesse's doing like finger guns <laughs> but anyway yeah reach us reach out to us on all those platforms also please uh, rate us on iTunes leave a little review if you want to you know just just let us know that you're out there we'd really appreciate it you know the more that we can connect with you the more that we want to do this show you know makes us feel like we're not just shouting into the void but with all that said looking forward to the future thank you guys for doing this whole series with us and uh, yeah I'm Vito I'm Mike I'm Jesse. All right. Good night.